<laughs> wow, if Kirk like plays Battleship in his spare time, I don't. <laughs> that that would like check a weird out hobby. for me. No, no, I think that makes sense. <laughs> I think that checks out completely. <laughs> Hi, I'm Chelsea. I'm Abby. And I'm Paul, and welcome to 3D Beam Up. This week we are talking about the Season 2, Episode 24, The Ultimate Computer. the banter of this episode <laughs> and i quote the most unfortunate thing is that there's nothing to replace the starship surgeon <laughs> that is a good one i made uh, note of that one there is some good banter mind. in this one although he's wrong because eventually we have the yeah, holographic the doctor well yes but that's a hundred years in the future or probably more like 50 60 75 years but yeah i mean still. the emh is great though it's um, true i love the doctor it is I, I enjoy I enjoy the image. It is great. Although it, it does kind of like it, it's that whole Star Trek thing where it's like we need all androids and all computers to have emotions <laughs> at some point in their their existence. Which is so true. Well, except for this computer. Uh, kind this computer of does, is kind of I mean, emotional. It's I, yeah. Uh, it's kind yeah, of how I, they solve it at the end, I guess. It, well, it's like destroyed yeah. by emotion or. I mean, mm. it just proves that Dr. Daystrom never read Asimov, so... <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, like, laws of robotics, people. This is, this is new. <laughs> well, so much stuff. Um, I, I loved this opening. I love finding out that Spock holds whatever the heck an A7 computer classification is. Of course That's, he does. Yeah, it, it means he's proficient in Microsoft Word, I think. <laughs> <laughs> He can open an Excel spreadsheet. He can't type yeah. into it, but <laughs> he can he read where one. it is. He knows how to use an access database. Um. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, I like the whole like mystery at the beginning with the beaming on board. Uh, this is a good Commodore setup. And I, um, and I like, I mean, the premise of this whole, any War Games episode, they're always good episodes, right? They're just yeah. like fun, self-contained episodes. Yeah, although um, every time there's a War Games, all I want to do is, do you want to play a game? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. That's all I want. <laughs> I want somebody yeah, if they, at some if point. If they had just started playing tic-tac-toe against him at the end, that would have been a great yeah, finish, too. That would have been a good solve. Because, you know, it's just... Ugh. The only way to win is not to play. Yeah. <laughs> well, we get this Dr. Daystrom pretty quick. And the yep. fir- like this first point he makes is that like, okay, all you have to do is like this computer will do the thing, right? Okay, okay. But then the second point he makes is why does Bones have complete clearance throughout the ship? You know, he's not asking the wrong questions. <laughs> no, and even I agree with that. Why does have Bones have complete clearance throughout um, the ship? No one knows. <laughs> it's just... Because it's mean, always been implied, right? But here Kirk is just like, nope, he can go anywhere he wants. <laughs> I was trying to think of later. So, like, I would probably say the same is true for Beverly Crusher, right? Mm-hmm. She can um, also do whatever she wants. Once the EMH can leave Med Bay, he I think go. the same is also true. Yeah. 
Well, um, is it based on rank? Bones is a lieutenant commander. What's Crusher? Oh, that's a good question. I don't remember. She's a senior she officer. She is high up, though, yeah. Yeah. Because I think she's maybe third in command after Riker or Data. Because there's, there's there's one episode where she does um, take command of the ship. And it's yeah. after... Yeah, and she has bridge duties because there's that episode yeah. with Deanna that she talks about oh, having yeah. the bridge duties and stuff. So, like... Yeah. I just don't know but, what her rank is. But, but I, yeah, I just forget wh- where she is in that line. I think Data is higher. Yeah. I mean, if you're like, like a... Lieutenant Command, I mean, yeah, Bones is like fourth in command after Scotty, even though he doesn't ever take command of the Enterprise. So, like, which I mean, we're yeah, all grateful for. Turrets. Yeah, right. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, but it's, yeah, I guess... it's not wrong. Yeah, Dr. Daystrom asked some questions where it's like, well, and like, this whole. I have, okay, I don't know if we want to get into this yet. But I have some questions about... So the whole point of this episode is that they're testing the M5 computer, right? Like, that's the premise. That's the premise. So why is everybody so... Like, why is Kirk trying to do stuff? Shouldn't he just be, like, supervising? Why is he trying to give orders? I don't understand. Like, I could understand, like, all right, here's what I would do in this situation. How does the M5 compare? Like, that makes sense to me. But he's acting like he has control of the Enterprise, which he doesn't because that's not the point of this exercise i'm very yeah. confused he's very I think, confused i think no I'm i think confused. he's he's very resistant to change right he's very much saying like yeah i can do this better and i don't want this to happen like this is not a thing he signed up for this is a thing that he was signed up for yes i um, get that no that makes sense i understand his reluctance i get that part of the episode the man versus machine like i get that part I just, his orders are basically supervise this test and he is trying to command the Enterprise, which is not the part of the test. Part yeah. of the test. So I'm just kind of like, why is everyone so mad at the M5 for doing stuff when that's kind of the point of this whole exercise? At least in the beginning when it's not going rogue, right? Yeah, right, like exactly. Like it's doing fine. When, when it's just going through the motions and they're doing like the first steps of the test, like he's trying to give orders to the ship and we're like, the M5's plugged in. The point of this exercise is for the M5 to react to the situation. And you are trying to give orders. Like, you are still yeah. in charge. I mean, I'm later confused. it makes sense why Kirk's upset. It's because he gets insulted, right? And because Kirk doesn't like to do self-reflection. And Daystrom kind of makes him do it when he's like, look, you just want to do this for the prestige. And, like, you just like like being this captain. And then Kirk is like, oh, no, I have to, like, think about myself and my motivations. <laughs> and then Bones is like, yeah, bro, you do have to think about yourself. Have a drink. <laughs> which is his solution to everything. Everything, which really does check out. Also, um, they're all seven of the of everyone is in this episode, right? yeah that's a good point yeah. i think so yeah. yeah we don't see a lot where everyone's in it but uhura chekov sulu scotty and the three it's one where they kind of have to be right when they say mm-hmm. that we're taking the crew down to just what 19 or um, i guess 18 20 or something from, yeah it's like yeah. not yeah. a lot right oh i think it was 20 before that red shirt got vaporized right yeah. um, <laughs> bye-bye um, but, a lot um, of cliches I, so far. Because <laughs> I'm thinking at the end, Kirk says, like, our 19 lives will buy the lives of... Um, but, um, yeah, if you're down to 20 people, you're like, we kept the most essential people, then there's kind of no excuse not to have all the people that mm-hmm. are, like, top the, on yeah, talent. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, on any other episode, you could be like... 
<laughs> yeah. Any other episode, you could be like, well, Chekhov's like off doing something else, and here's five other random people who are in his place. Right. Um, but yeah, they kind of you kind of tie yourself, uh, paint yourself into a corner with this one. Yeah, I do have to say that when they're doing the landing party, like they're do- they're running the thing where it's like, who would you send on the landing party? And Kirk's it's not like, wrong. All of it. No, it's not. Oh my wrong. god, it's not wrong. I. Every time Kirk is like, I'm going on the landing party, and so is my first officer and, and the so chief medical Bones. officer. I'm and always Scotty. like, this is a terrible idea, because all of your top-ranking people, if something happens, they're dead, and you have ensigns running the Enterprise. Like, it's it's a terrible idea. It's a and, terrible idea. <laughs> like, and the computer is 100% correct. They are non-essential. They should yeah, exactly. not be going down to the planet. It is... <laughs> Yeah, I have that note too, Abby. Kirk's landing parties make zero sense. Yeah, he's no, finally they're... called out on it by yeah. the computer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Him not and McCoy do not need to be there. They're not essential personnel. Yeah, they're yeah. totally not essential personnel. Yeah, for a landing party. They are essential for the Enterprise. Like, they right. should be on the Enterprise. Right, but like the doctor should only be going down if someone needs medical yes. attention. And even then, Correct. it should probably be like an EMT, like field nurse. Well, and that's the thing. Like, when he sends... These, I mean, I know they do landing parties because that's the show. Like, that's that's yep. what they yep. do. And they, you have to have your main characters on the landing parties. But they do not make sense. Like, these people should not be leaving the ship. and Except when things have already been checked out. Like, there should not be. <laughs> it is insane to me. So I liked that part. I was like, mm, M5 is correct. That is correct. <laughs> I agree. But of course, that makes... Uh... Kirk, Kirk mad. More angsty than he was even before. Yeah. Oh, also during that scene, I have the note that Chekhov says Wessels twice, and to... I didn't know if that was one of our bingo squares, <laughs> but it should be. <laughs> it's not, but Wessels. <laughs> Several times. I don't think we've talked about that cliche. I'm not sure it's happened before now. No, I don't think so. I think he's pronounced V's as W's before, but yeah. I don't know. But not that specific not word. Weasel. That's, of course, from, I mean, yeah, space whales, I guess, is what makes it so famous. But. Oh, dear. Uh, yeah. Can we jump to Costume Corner really quick? Uh, sure. Yes, let me scroll up. I only have one point, but I love the uh, different insignias again. Oh, the, yeah, there's the different insignias. Um, Leslie's patch. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's all. Okay, I, I had over. the jumps. No, there's the jumpsuit. jumpsuit. <laughs> the the purple jumpsuit with the orange insets and the sleeves. What that is correct? What? That is what? Cr- but but there's more. My goodness, is Kirk so fat in this episode that his shirt is like rippling, and you can completely see his undershirt underneath. I don't yes, know. You if could you see his. Un- I, I noticed the undershirt, but yeah, that yeah. I just the the costumes for me were the the jumpsuit. That jumpsuit. Yeah, that jumpsuit. What is, is great. that jumpsuit? Like and the <laughs> sleeves. I don't like the rest well, of it's normal. It's sleeves, but I'm just like the sleeves are weird. What? But I, under costumes, I also have set and plots. That's always my my note set. So um, the state space station, beautifully redone. You know, it is. Um, it's sad that they call it a space station and not a star base because star base is so much cooler. Yeah, I actually have my first note is a star base. Yeah, and then the next <laughs> maybe I've just oh, been watching a, a bunch of DS Nine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, that's true. Well, there are two props that are very interesting. How about that computer screen circle that's like metallic with all what the shiny is lights? That? Why what is they that? Said a lot, they used that in other episodes, um, in other places, right? It's a. I mean, it's cool. 
<laughs> yeah, I guess, but it didn't make a lot of sense. I guess the only thing I could think of was they couldn't figure out how to like film a computer interestingly, so they were like shiny lights. <laughs> That's what they. Yeah. Did. Right. Yeah. If yeah, yeah, like point a camera at your computer doing mm-hmm. a hundred, like calculations for a few hours and it's going to be pretty boring so yeah shiny um, lights instead shiny lights. symbols and whatever well and speaking yeah. of shiny lights there was another prop in kirk's room that looked like that grid of lights oh that, yeah 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 what is that like a light bright but yeah it no. was like his light bright <laughs> that he's like playing with and like and when bones comes in and gives him the drink and i'm like are they both gonna play light bright like i mean yeah. light bright is like pretty fun future battleship maybe um. <laughs> wow! If Kirk like plays Battleship in his spare time, I don't. <laughs> that that would like check it out. It would fit with the no, naval, no. Naval I think that makes series. sense. <laughs> yeah. I think that checks out completely. That seems like a weird hobby for like a, a fleet captain on active duty, but <laughs> nope. That I think Kirk's life is the ship, and that's what he does in his free time. That's what he does in his work time. I think he plays two dimensional yeah. uh, <laughs> Battleship. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. That Man, is all now, he I, does. now I kind of want to play Battleship. I, I, <laughs> I have it. I have. Like I the... don't think I own it. Oh, it's fun. Um, <laughs> I don't think I own a copy of Battleship. Back in the day, I had an electronic talking Battleship. Ooh, uh, so the fancy cool. one. Yeah. Back in the, man, back in the, what, early 90s? <laughs> <laughs> Many moons ago. Those are the days. Like the... We just had regular Battleship. We didn't have fancy Battleship. Yeah, you know, I'd, I'd settle for like a travel version, frankly. Oh, yeah. I have that, too. I have two versions of Battleship. It's yeah. a fun game. Yeah. yeah. You know. Anyway, this episode. So, uh... <laughs> but what if the makers of Battleship, Milton Bradley yeah, or whoever you know, want to gonna, sponsor us. <laughs> I was going to pitch that, but I wasn't sure if I it was Hasbro listeners. or Milton Bradley. Well, whoever and, uh, it is, if you're listening and you well, know. Well, if it's Hasbro and you now just pitched Milton Bradley, um, it's kind of an insult to... Well, whoever it is, I, we can always edit this out. We can figure it out. No, like, all stays I tried to get this back on track and let the rest <laughs> It's Hasbro. It's Hasbro. So, uh... It is Hasbro. Okay, well, Hasbro, if you would like to sponsor us, I will happily talk about your games, especially Battleship. I mean, name me another Hasbro game, Chelsea. Oh, no. <laughs> Memory? That's not a bad pull, I suppose. <laughs> Guess who? Uh, boy, that does feel like ooh, that's that's a backhanded compliment to Hasbro. That that feels like a Hasbro game. <laughs> Candyland. Okay, Abby, let's get back into the episode. Yeah, let's do that. I tried earlier, and you guys went back to, to games. All right, okay. Anyway. I I got stuff. I got stuff. So, um, Kirk's quarters. I had to stop the episode, like physically stop, so I could laugh out loud for like 10 minutes when Bones brings in that liquor and then they drink and then Bones gives him that toast and then Kirk has a Kirk speech. And it's just not only so sweet and friendship building, but so full of cliches and helps our bingo so much. That is all. Also, I would argue, speaking of these sweet friendship building moments, when Spock talks about the starship running on loyalty to one man, right before the captain, or right after, I guess, the captain Dunzel stuff, whatever. Um, is he showing emotion? I like to think he is. Mm, he's showing loyalty. Know. Is loyalty an emotion? No. No. It's a motivation. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe a personality that. trait. Yeah. I do um, like I the... thought that the, 
Go for it, Abby. Uh, I was just saying, I do like when Bones walks in and he has it covered. I'm like, why would you cover that? Is it like why? Why is he, why is the booze covered? Because you know it's booze as soon as he walks in. You're like, you're like, it's not soup. He's not bringing soup. He's bringing booze. That's what Bones does. <laughs> like, why would why would Kirk even ever think it's something else? And then it's like the big reveal, and you're yeah. just like, what? Also, like, that scene is like straight out of the menagerie. Uh, the what is it? The cage, the original pilot, right? Pretty much. I mean, I mean, it's what that blueprint for that doctor does. Like that's sure. that's basically what what Rodbury wanted was a you know old fashioned country doctor who solves things with whiskey. Like that's just <laughs> kind of very true. Um, it is what he does. Well, now essentially, are we at the part where the M five goes rogue? Oh, uh, we can get there. Sure, nothing else happens, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I had another point, but I forgot what it is. So. Well, basically, I mean, there's some character development, right? And there's some, like, yeah, character interaction development. But there's not a lot of plot in, like, the first half. Oh, oh, I was going to say, I thought that for, like, Wesley is his friend, right? Commander Wesley? I think so. Commodore? Is he Commander or Commodore? I think Commodore. Yeah. Um, But, like, they're friends. Um, So I thought that Dunsel remark was, like, really uncharacteristic. Right? It seems Um, mean. Like, and that's in official logs. So, like... I mean, I see why it's in there for a plot standpoint, but it, like, really does not make sense with any sort of character. No, if especially this person... later on when, like, Kirk's whole, like, plan is counting on his humanity. Yeah. Like, it's, it doesn't make sense. It, it feels like it should be coming from someone who Kirk was like, oh, yeah, we were together at, at the Academy, but, like, I, I accidentally killed his brother or something, you know? <laughs> um, like... Or they were like someone who really hates him. Right, or like Kirk beat him out for the promotion to the Enterprise. You know, something like something that. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. I know so, these, Yeah, it didn't... Yeah. Like, yeah, I like the... Yeah, if, if this was a person who he had yeah, beaten out for promotion, yeah. Yeah. But... Weird line. Yeah, it was... I didn't care for it. And it was sad. And then Kirk got all angsty. Aww. Yeah, exactly. Angst, angst. <laughs> Kirk angst. Angsty Kirk. <laughs> No one likes an angsty Kirk. Well, I do I think um, <laughs> one more line from the very beginning. I think, um, I forget who says it, but I think it might be, I forget who says it. Um, but there is a line that someone says, like, you're supposed to just sit back and let the machine do the work, which I think is like one of the most intentional lines of dialogue that we've had in any of these episodes. That, like, it's really pointing where this episode is. It's like, right. this is the the big picture of it, like we'll have a society and it's very this era of sci-fi too of like um you'll have machines so that you could just sit back and do other things which is kind of daystrom's philosophy too of like yeah let the computers do all this stuff so that you can do like art and sitting in chairs watching sunsets or whatever um (laughs) drinking um but it's very much that seed of that idea i think encapsulated in a line really well yeah um i have a note that after that the look spock gives kirk was just like, bum, bum, bum. I think it ends the episode, like, right before, like, the uh, the music. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's like, a, it zooms in on him, and he's like, mm. <laughs> It's great. There are some great lines of dialogue. I mean, Bones also gets in some lines. Did you see the love light in Spock's eyes? The right computer finally came alive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was that, really funny. I had to pause the episode again and laugh, <laughs> because it was so 
funny. I like it later when 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 the M5's gone rogue and and Bones is just like, please do me a favor and tell me and not say fascinating. <laughs> and he and 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 Spock has that like that like <laughs> no, but it's interesting. <laughs> that eye roll is one of the GIFs yeah. that I regularly send people. The it's gifs, Bo- if you will. <laughs> Bones' Bones's eye roll after that is epic. <laughs> I know. I mean, this is a serious episode, but that's exactly... I think we just talked about this with, like, tribbles and stuff. Like, that's the kind of comedic relief you need in these otherwise serious episodes, right? It yeah. makes yeah. it no, so it, it much works. better. Otherwise, it gets too dour and everybody's upset. Yeah, yeah, and you just... You look at Bones and you're you just, like, you totally sympathize because we've all had a coworker that we just want to roll our eyes at. <laughs> and presumably... Right, the camera's from Kirk's point of view. So presumably Kirk is seeing that whereas Spock has walked away. And you know it's just like this great moment between them, like as friends. I just, I love everything about that. Thank you, Abby. (laughs) That's another part I had to pause and laugh. But that one I rewatched like six times. (laughs) Fair enough. Um, I guess a question about the M5 that I kind of know the answer to that it's the 60s, but from a modern... <laughs> you could ask the modern question of it, is it a software or a hardware, which... Both? Is it both? Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... He yeah. brings machinery onto the Enterprise, but then the M5 as a program, I feel like it's both. Yeah, I, and I think it's this, like... I, yeah, and I don't know that much about the history of the com- computing in the 60s, but it is still that very much that mindset of, like... There, are, there isn't necessarily software, right? It's things that... There's punch cards. Well, there's punch cards and there's there's circuitry, right? So you would just map out the entire program onto a circuit board. Or, um, so it is a computer that will just do these things, but it's all... It, it is hardware that is programmed for one singular purpose, I think. But right. um, it's a very weird way to think about a computer in modern times. Um, hmm. Yeah. But... Well... Okay, so the M5, it starts to go rogue. And it gets to that oil like freighter or whatever with no crew. And of course, the manual override isn't working anymore, and it destroys it. Yeah, what? Why is it destroying it? Yeah, yeah, good, very threat. good question. Um, Why, Abby? It's a threat. <laughs> Shifty but eyes. Is it? Like, and especially if it's acting largely in self-preservation. Yeah, um, why would you start like a fight? Yeah. Like, that that one doesn't make any the sense. The freighter is just either. like passing by. Yeah. So I yeah, there's no reason to. to it do could that. be a spy. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. I do like it when first bones and then Kirk get really worked up over it. Yeah, I, I yeah, it's it's whatever. It's fine. Well, I'm, I mean, well, that's just like Bones in a nutshell, right? He's just like, yeah, Bones gets, it could have been murder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Bones gets real upset, and then, yeah. And then later when it is murder, it's like, every I I, I kind of think, I know Daystrom is having like a mental break at that point, but like his reactions are pretty subdued, frankly. <laughs> yeah. Like he doesn't seem nearly as upset as he kind of should be. No, that part gets weird fast. Well, and what happens to Daystrom is so weird and doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Like, I get, like, I don't know that, 
I mean, they kind of set up that he's been he was a young success, and then things don't go quite as well, and so this is kind of like a last ditch effort. But they don't go into it too much, where it like like he's had problems, like he's like a little volatile. Like it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. No, yeah. I will say I did like for once, like they're well, I would shouldn't say for once, but the villain they try to paint the villain as like three dimensional. Like, the villain... Well, if Daystrom's the villain, right? Like, he has I think these, M5's like, the villain. M5's the villain. Okay. But, well, as the creator, they try to paint him as, like, a person who, you know, he has these motivations, he really wanted to help people, and then... But, like, he has this, like, unstable, like, like state, like, like mentality, I guess, from what you're saying, Abby, from being, like, this uh, savant who then, like, didn't enjoy success later which i don't think really makes sense but well, okay they, they, they make the analogy in there that like um it's like his child and you know if your child is trying something and kind of failing you're still gonna root for them and say well you know try again or pu keep pushing them in that direction um and give them some leeway that someone else wouldn't um and yeah, that's that, that kind of what can, he's doing that makes sense yeah. too um that, that this is like this is the thing he has created and he wants to see it work. And so he's willing to be like, well, yeah, that was just an unmanned freighter. That must have been a mistake. Like, give it another chance, essentially. Well, and I get um, it there. But then as soon as it kills someone, like, yeah. nope. Why isn't he trying everything he can? Why does he not try talking to it then? Instead, yeah, he's just like, there's nothing I can do. That's a really good question of why this plan that... Well, first, doesn't work. Um, this plan that they try later, which is a good plan, they don't try earlier. Um, yeah, I don't of, understand, of especially it. once it's attacked, like the other starships. Like, I don't really understand why he's not freaking out and being like, "We have to shut this down." Because I get the whole child-parent right. relationship that they're trying to play. Like, I get that part, but like, ultimately, he knows it's a machine and that he should have control of it. Like, that's well, his whole thing. And I think Chelsea's point that when it when it like kills that uh, red shirt in engineering, yeah, Scott I think in front of them, right? They yeah. see the red shirt die, and Scotty's like an inch away from it. Yeah, yeah. And I think I mean, okay. First off, when that red shirt's walking over there, I was like, boy, he's good. He's that's, <laughs> <laughs> it's not surprising. That was about this to is not a surprise. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, again, he sort of is that like, well, it could have been an accident. That still kind of makes sense in his character, I think. But it doesn't make sense for the rest of the crew. Um, I think the rest of the crew should be like, nope, this stops now. We're going to stand down here with phasers and just, like, we're taking the shield down. Or we're, like, setting engineering on fire. We'll, like, figure this out. <laughs> yeah, and instead, um, he's still, like, ridiculously unhelpful. And he's like, well, it's just learning to defend itself. Yeah, and it's it, like, it just that killed the person. Yeah, well, like, no, I think for that one, he says that it needed power and he was just accidentally in a way. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, that's right. But right, still, so he makes it. Yeah, it's the insane. fact that the crew buys it is is crazy. They're yeah, just like, well, I guess we have one one less red shirt, you know. Yeah, yeah, and I mean his so at that point, I don't think Daysom's plan makes very much sense. Like his best plan should have been to shut it down immediately, and then maybe he could have saved it. Yeah, by reworking it, but instead by letting it go so far, like it pretty much has to be destroyed by the time it's done, right? Which I presume is what happened to it. Well, I mean, it's. Yes and no. This is another one of these. Like they have such a fuzzy idea of a computer or a software. Or I mean, to to this is not. Ugh, this is not an AI, kind of, but kind of it is right. They don't know to think about it that way. 
Um, but it's wholly confined to that sort of place. So as soon as they like take a fire axe or something and like cut the cord to the enterprise, it's pretty harmless. It seems right. Right. Yeah. I, um, yeah. because you know, they don't have like a network. They don't have network computers seemingly, or they don't think about computers that way on the enterprise. That's what this is doing, right? It's like they say that it's networking all the computers of the enterprise. Um, I don't know. It, it, it does kind of speak to the fact that this is like a few years before Pong. Um, <laughs> so even something like war That's games and, and thinking about what a computer, like programming a computer to play a game is still like pie in the sky away. stuff. Yeah. Um, so I, I see where they're coming from, but it, in a modern lens of like modern computers, it's, yeah, it's, it feels very primitive because it is. Right. Yeah. I agree I, with that. Yeah. Okay, I have a question about the Commodore and, like, the war games and stuff. So they're doing these war games. It's going badly. Things are happening. Why is everyone blaming Kirk when they know it is a computer yeah. test? Why That's is everybody like, Kirk, what are you doing? Stop it. Stop it, Kirk. Stop it. And I'm like, dude, this whole point of this whole thing is that you are testing a computer. It is obvious the computer has gone rogue. Like, <laughs> Kirk yep. does not have control. That was the point of this whole thing. Why are you yelling at Kirk? <laughs> like, this is one yeah, time where... what do they think where... happened? Like, Kirk right. just suddenly, like, decided to Snapped? become a murderer? Like, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. it doesn't yeah. make any sense. Like, I, I, as a Commodore, sitting in another chair, going, like, I'm being attacked by the Enterprise, my first thought is not, oh, this guy that I've known since the Academy has snapped. My no. first thought is, oh shit, we're testing this computer and this computer has lost it. Like, that yep. is, like, my first thought. I would not be, like, yelling at Kirk to do stuff. Right, I'd and if like... it is a person, my second thought then would be, then it's the creator of the computer, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah honestly, not, yeah. not Kirk. Like, it's, right. it's the person who had control over the computer. It's one right. of those two things. Yeah, I would not Yeah, if be... the question was, Kirk, what's happening? Yeah, that's then question. I would be, that would be a different thing. Like, that, if he's yelling, like, Kirk, can you please contact us? This is, what is going on? We have dead yeah. people. Like, we have like, 50 We don't dead, want to like, fire on you, but you're forcing us to. Right, that's like, I get that part, but, like, I do not understand the, the Kirk, curse you. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and so, like, this whole end section, which is, I think, where we are, not only does it, first of all, have Chekhov biting his knuckles, which is amazing <laughs> acting. <Yeah. laughs> I don't know yeah. what the stage directions were. I bet they were, bite your knuckles and look scared. Yeah, I bet that was the stage direction. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. I mean... But, Chekhov does that not infrequently. No, I, it's great. It's a great, like, character trait. But second of all, Daystrom reveals that now he's, quote, impressed his human engrams onto the computer surface. What? What? <laughs> yeah, so, okay. Um, yeah, I think this is just, like, again, if we're talking about the 60s, we're talking about, like, especially, yeah, 60s, 70s. The, the sort of prevailing, um, there's a lot of this mentality that like, um, especially in, in places like the cognitive revolution, that, that the human brain is basically a computer and we can map um, compu ideas we know about computers, algorithms and things to the human brain. That doesn't tend to work. Um, right, it's, right. It's very different. Um, that, that said, that's this kind of this prevailing idea of like, and, and you see it in a lot of sci-fi that's just like, oh, build a, a robot and then have a human hop into it or whatever. 
Um, and you also have these computers that are very primitive by today's standards, right? Very, very primitive by today's standards. Um, and you're trying to write sci-fi and envision something hundreds of years in the future. Mm. Um, like, he, that, that's a really hard premise to do. Um, because we're sitting here, what, 50 years later, and it's like, well, we've had 50 years of tech. And um, some of these ideas that he's talking about are kind of close, right? Um, he's most sort of, he, he's closest to describing something like neural networks. Um, and, you know, those can do reasonable things these days. Um, but it's another one of these where, you know, a lot of this classic sci-fi is like, oh, we have to bring this, this thing into engineering because it's so big. And one of the uh, ideas of, of that era where computers had to get bigger to get better, um, whereas oh, yeah. we've seen them get smaller and get better. Um, but we have other devices. Like, the things that he's having it do that seem crazy in the 60s are things that were like, oh, well, that would be kind of easy. Like, we have plenty of things that can do what he is making this computer do, like run a star starship with, you know, minimal crew. Um, yeah. If it if not for like needing to beam down to planets and diplomacy, if the starship was just like flying around doing routine stuff, like, yeah, we could definitely do that. Oh, right. Like, Don't like autopilot um, on planes. Right. Well, and it does. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these sorts of things, uh, even self-driving cars, right. Right. Uh, probably the better example now, or, um, lots of unmanned, well, unmanned drones are, are usually still manned at the source, but you could do, you could do lots of these things. And it's very easy to make, computers and machines do very simplistic tasks in a in, in a concerned space um but that's again to, to write that in the 60s you kind of have to understand a lot of the things we understand about how computers have progressed in the last 50 years so again right. this is pre-pong is, is this <laughs> it's so important to say that this is pre-pong because especially something like a war game if you've ever played a video game it's like it is not hard to program a computer to be really good at a video game and that's what this is um right. That is something that, like, yeah, 80s, 90s, we had Star Trek video games and, um, you know, lots of other ones. That It's amazing we got to the moon with, like, this level, the level of technology they had. I mean, it was, um, if you think about what you need to do to get to the moon, like, there's not really much you have to do on the way other than maintain. Um, everything has to happen on the ground and everything has to happen once you're up there, but, like. Wow, even getting back. But well, a, and a lot of it is... They also weren't sure they were getting back. <laughs> sure, that's fair so. too. Um, they had a lot of speeches prepared. Mm -hmm. um, no, but it's it's a lot about just keeping those trajectories, right? Like once we have speed in space, especially uh, when we're talking about going to the moon, like you just, you never lose it, right? It's not that it's like a starship where they're saying, okay, course correction or like change right. this. Like that did not happen. Like this is the way you get to the moon and this is the way you get back. And um, to some large degree... It's on autopilot, not from a computer standpoint, but from a physics standpoint. So, still, <laughs> it's an impressive feat, but it's more of an impressive feat of, um, you know, figuring out the, the math of it. So, well, so at this point, I think Daystrom has his breakdown, and more of course, there's a Vulcan nerve pinch, and Which... Spock says, "Fascinating," all within like two seconds. <laughs> Oh, Spock also says something that is very dated and, and t kind of ties to the thing I was just talking about. To, sorry to extend that conversation a little more. But he says that the M5 is a human mind amplified by the instantaneous relays possible on a computer. And that, that ties in very much with what I was saying, um, right? Oh, I that, didn't understand what that. 
Mac. Well, he's saying that if you put a human mind in a computer, that it could act instantaneously, so it would be better oh. or something. Um, right, to paraphrase. It's yeah. like, well, you know, okay. the, the brain is an electrochemical organ. Like, the things that happen in our brain are instantaneous. Um, it it is, out. Right. Even though we are very different from computer circuits, um, they the, the way that signals get sent are very much the same way. Right. So... Um, that did that it was also a very dated sort of idea, but I think that's the last I have to talk, talk about uh, the historical way we've thought about the brain. So yeah, well, and then there's just the whole like I mean, this whole episode is just the '60s and the fear of mechanization. Like it, it's it's it's, it's dated, but yeah, I think the fear of mechanization is the big. Yeah. Send my messages. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Kirk is basically walking down the hall like it's going to take my job. Um, yeah. And he literally says it out loud. There's no yeah, subtext. He, he, it's just no, text. no, it's text. We are uh, all in agreement. Which is like, t- t- this is a good episode, and it is like a great philosophical discussion to, to be had between Daystrom, who, and it's written well, right? Daystrom is saying, "Look, humanity doesn't have to do all this stuff. Like humanity, and he, he's at, coming from a place where he thinks that there's lots of jobs that people don't want to do." Because he would say to McCoy, like, look, you don't have to operate on people anymore. You don't have to be a doctor because you could go, like, write a book or something. And McCoy would probably respond, but I like doing that. Like, that's what I, that, that is what I would do as my hobby if it were not my job. Right. Um, and that philosophical discussion between those perspectives is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a good seed of that. This is, this is a good episode, but. Oh, I yeah. love this episode. It has, if, it has if, we're, some... if we're there, like, I, this is. Not only did I like laugh hysterically, but I also was like very moved. I, it has some great. sharp. It has some sharp corners, and they kind of solve it at the end with crab people. Um, that's kind of they're kind of just like, Ooh, yeah. what are we? What happens now? And then Kirk talks to it and is like, Kirk was ta- bad, right? <laughs> Kirk out talks the computer as per usual. Well, um, this is yeah. This is at least the second time we've seen this happen. One of our very first four, episodes. Yeah, but four times he does it. Four times where he basically out talks a machine. They need it, other plots. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Know. And other ways of solving the plot. Yeah. Like no, one, Kirk can one just time, it. Yeah, can't they like nuke it? Like <laughs> Well, that's the thing. Like, yeah, I already said start a fire in engineering, but like there's ways to take the ship apart that Kirk yeah, seemingly I mean, would have tried before talking to it. Yeah. So Kirk gets it to like commit suicide by essentially saying that the penalty for murder is death, which might have rang with... truer if we hadn't just watched the menagerie in which we learned the death penalty didn't exist. Yeah, and they go to great lengths in all the series to be like, yeah, we don't, like, there isn't capital punishment, essentially. Right, yeah. So... Um, so so the computer would seemingly know that, but... Um... Yeah. Well, it's a, so it's... the only thing I can think of is that, like, um, Daystrom programmed it with, like, that idea... I'm not sure why, but that would be the only thing that makes sense. <laughs> that it's not operating with, like, a Federation ideal. It's operating with, like, whatever Daystrom put in there. Yeah, and that's the big question, right? So they kind of just... Sorry, I don't want to dwell on this, but they, they kind of half-baked that idea of, like... The, the fully-baked idea is Daystrom put himself in the computer. And the sort of other end of that spectrum is Daystrom built a computer. Um, and he's sort of doing this mm. mix of somewhere like I put some of me in the computer, right? Um, and so it's still very like almost childlike, right? It doesn't understand lots of stuff, but it understands some stuff, which I don't doesn't know. really. Yeah, whatever. I guess you need to do that to get to the end of this one, but 
Yeah, there's think, there's some holes at the end, there's a, especially. There's a better episode in here, but that's not to say this isn't already pretty good, especially, again, for, for this era. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, we haven't talked about uh, Daystrom really that much, but, like, you have a black actor playing oh, sure. yeah, sure. a yeah. doctor a genius certified genius nobel prize winner like that is fantastic yeah and they don't mention it ever like it's good yeah also Um, that actor is william marshall is his name he is so tall (laughs) (laughs) he is tall he's He's he acts this well right he acts yeah he does well um other than the very end of this where i mean i think it's more the writing than the acting it is the it's the writing it's not his fault But, yeah. the, like, the Kirk speeches he kind of has, like, they're good, well-delivered, it's good, but... I, and I wish, I think that's it. I wish there were more of these, like, Daystrom speeches to Kirk, Kirk speech in response. Right. Yes. I wish there were more of that. Yes, um, that would be of good. Of these two perspectives to really, like, try to bridge this gap of their perspectives. Mm. Um, instead yeah. of just sort of, like, tossing barbs at each other. Right. Well, and just one more touch on William Marshall. Uh, he was Blackula. Oh, really? Yeah. Ah. Just for just for fun and interest, just throwing that out there. Also, wow. James Dewan did the voice of M five. The end. Yeah, I I saw that. Oh, that, that tracks. Yeah, sure. Um. Also, Abby, do you want to mention about the script? Who wrote the script? Well, I mean, we could we can. It was heavily rewritten by DC Fontana. Because apparently, but... it was written by a mathematician. Yes, it was. Hmm. Oh, that tracks. Okay. But it was heavily rewritten by DC Fontana. Because the original, like, didn't contain the characters. It was, like, <laughs> just about the computer. <laughs> Which, that track for a mathematician. <laughs> well, and, you know, it is one of those where you can, you could see, I, and I'm not sure there is one, well, there's some that get close. But, like, you could see a TNG episode or, like, a DS9 or a Voyager episode where, like, the main cast almost never appear. Um, mm-hmm. You could write that episode and then they'd be... There's several Doctor that. Who episodes that do that, and they're good oh, sure. episodes. Oh, there were some great Doctor Who episodes where the Doctor Blink. doesn't show up. Uh, Blink, yeah, is what I was just going to say. The best one. Blink is so good. Um, but he doesn't show up till what? Like, well the into the third end. act. Mm-hmm. Like, when... Um, oh, Blink is such a good episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you could write that, and you could write it about something else, and then have the cast kind of come in. I guess the closest was Assignment Earth. Um, the cast yeah. is kind of barely in that, but... Yeah. Um, yeah. For different reasons. Yeah. Um, but you could write that. You could write that episode and it would be interesting. So, Especially if the, the subtext is like, this computer is replacing them. Um, so right. then if the episode starts and it's a computer doing all this stuff instead of them, that like that really hits that point home more. That like, uh, yeah. So you could, Yeah, I'd I love think, to yeah, see that I first draft. While this is not a bad episode, I think it is a good episode ultimately. There is a better episode in it. That, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, one more thing. Can I just say that for once, I think Bones actually was a good doctor in this episode. He took care of Daystrom. He actually doesn't get him to wake up. He keeps him knocked out. He pets him like a good doctor would, showing compassion or whatever. Uh, and uh, uh, I'm sorry. Hold on, hold on, hold on. A, a good doctor <laughs> would pat a fully sedated unconscious patient. Well, I think that for the time, what they were trying to do is show a way to show that, like, he's, like, caring about him. I don't know. 
That's my theory. Um, okay. But he's also a counselor several times, and he only uses alcohol one of the times. <laughs> no, I think, I think Bones, I think Bones is, is good in this one. I think this is a great showing for Bones. Well, and he, and he actually encourages Kirk. Lines. He's like, yeah, Kirk, like, do some self-reflection. Like, think about yeah. yourself and, like, think, like... We can and we can talk it out. We can drink while we do it. But like, yeah, you need to like think about your place in the world. Yeah, he has some good lines. He is well written in this one. I don't. I don't really have many McCoy complaints in this one. So uh, he also has that great quote at the end. It's like compassion, the one thing no machine ever had. <laughs> oh, bones. Yeah. Um, and also, I like how the episode ends with more Spock bones banter. That's yeah, it's it. True. Oh, yeah, yeah. The flood of a logic. <laughs> <laughs> It's just classic. It's a great speech at the end. I do enjoy it. Yes. <laughs> and then Kirk just sitting there per usual, just laughing at them. Yeah, I imagine drawing this one on a board. Although, honestly, a lot of people have just died and they're bantering on the bridge of the Enterprise. Like, yeah, that, yeah, it might that be is... too like, funny of an ending considering mm. what happened. Well, yeah. and also, if they can't run the starship on less than 20 people, I presume they got people from some of the other ships, some crew members. They're all dead. I don't know. <laughs> No, well, they, they only, no, they they only destroyed kill. the... Um, they destroyed one ship, right? Yeah, I forget the name of the one. but And then they killed 50 people on that other guy's ship? Yeah, yeah well, Wesley's ship still was fully crewed, I think. Yeah, well, and I don't know that they're that far from, like, a starbase. I think... They just needed to get there, yeah. That's yeah, true, they I were think... just at a starbase at the start. So. Yeah. Yeah, they aren't that far away. They'll get people back. It'll be fine. Magical. <laughs> anyway, all right. Shall we antagonize? Yeah! Ooh, gotta pull it up. So, I've been looking at this one, and I think um, I think this one's tricky because the M five is sort of, in a, in a sense, orthogonal to a lot of these. Um, in a certain once you get to a certain point, um, but I do think that kind of anyone at this low level, like Romulan Sarek, is kind of a line we've had in the sand for a while, <clears throat> and Romulan Sarek has a, a ship, and this like this M five installed on the enterprise the way it is like if it was just flying around space the way it is like say it did just just um vent all the air from the enterprise and it's like okay cool got a ship now um that's kind of what it has you know um it seems pretty set to take down any fleet that gets thrown against it so like the fact that romulan Sarek has a ship it seems like some romulan ship show up show up it's just it would instantly shoot them before they had a chance to do anything. Um, and well, so... yes. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so I think we're kind of up in that next block of, like... Like, spores? And space amoebas? <laughs> well, see, I would argue lower, because I think this computer is essentially Landrew from their turn of the... I actually had that thought, too. Yeah, that it's like the same and it's defeated in the same way. And we put that at the regular human level. Yeah, I kind of would put it. I mean, yes, it does have the power to like destroy stuff. But at the same time, yeah, it's so easily overpowered. I would put it above Landrew probably. But like, I would put but, it around Okay, I guess Landrew. here's the trick. And that that's the distinction maybe between what we're saying. The question is, is it just the box and then I'd say, well, yeah, it's Landrew and it's M5 are essentially the same thing. Um, or is it the fact that in this episode, it is it is also the Enterprise, right? It reaches out and takes control of the Enterprise. So it is M5 and the Enterprise, essentially. 
and it's not to say like it could get that because we, we toss that out a lot of like well it could become more powerful like mitchell but like it does in this episode take control of the enterprise right but landro like takes control of the planet yeah but a planet is not very like a planet is stationary and doesn't have weapons that it can fire up at you so mm-hmm. the enterprise is pretty safe in space the Excalibur, I think it is the Excalibur that they yeah, um, that's the one that's that destroyed. they destroy. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, the Excalibur is another starship. Um, I'm not sure what class. It might be the same class starship, and it just destroys it, no question, um, and damages the other two. Um, like it has a starship at its command. The same way, like that was part of what we gave Romulan and Sarek was like he has a starship, not just that you could win in like a fist fight. So. Yeah. I think it's more than just the box. Okay, I'm good. I guess, I don't know, I would still put it above Avenger because, like, I think Mere Kirk could defeat it. Because Kirk defeated it. I don't think Mere Kirk, Mere no. Kirk was so inept. <laughs> yeah, Mere Kirk was not good at things. I don't know, um, put Mere Kirk above Landru. But I wonder if Romulan yeah, Sarek Landru could. Is not... Well, but here's the trick. R- Romulan, Romulan Sarek is... definitely could. No, but Romulan Sarek is showing up in a ship. It's not that Romulan Sarek gets this installed on his ship. That's a different episode. Mm. Like, Romulan Sarek shows up, and the Enterprise is here, and M5 is on it. Um, and M5 destroys that ship. Right? I mean, like it's maybe. Okay, instead of... Okay, this you could rewrite this episode. Instead of an ore ship, they, like, come across a Romulan patrol, Um and M5 destroys it, right? That's a great plot for this. Oh then my it's god, like, that'd be oh so boy. bad. <laughs> like, uh-oh, we maybe just started a war. Um, that's a great plot. But, like, that could happen. That's very easily written into this episode. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, it's hard to speculate, right? Because it seems like maybe they could just warp away. Um, we haven't seen if, like, yeah, um, this computer can chase... It, uh, it has warp control, right? Because it puts them into warp three after it uh, hits the freighter. Yeah, they also have trouble like tracking warp signatures in this series. Yeah, no, but I'm I'm just saying, it's not that. Yeah, we've never talked about like running away as an option, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that it has to be up a little bit higher than that. Um, Abby, I, I can see both sides of the argument. I really, I would I. Once I still don't think we should put it up. I don't think we should really put it up with like aliens and psychotropics. Like, I don't think it's quite that level. I do think it needs to stay down where, where Romulan so maybe, Sarek, like whether or not it's above Romulan Sarek or not. Maybe it is then right above Romulan Sarek, right? Because that is the whole idea that they're trying to make this into a. I like that spin that what he's trying to build is a human that's just able to control a starship. Yeah. That's kind of what M5 is. I'm fine with it right above Romulan Sarek. Daystrom, I think, is part of the antagonist. Like, he's imprinted his kind of personality and being into this computer. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's... that's He's a regular that's, person. But that's in there now. And, I mean, the whole premise of this episode is that, like, this computer is better than all of them, right? It does the things that 20 of them... Right? What It takes hundreds of them to run the ship, and it can run it fine without them. Um... I'd be okay like, with above Romulan Sarah. Yeah. But I, mean, I agree. I don't think it's an alien powers. No, I yeah. don't think it's that high. But yeah, yeah. I think that this one's tricky though too. Because once you start to look at alien powers, it's like, wow, these are so different than right. that. So yeah. I, I, I think I think above Romulan okay. Sarah is good. Let's do that. I, I like it. Okay. 
Maybe a bingo here? Maybe. Maybe a bingo here. <laughs> yeah, I actually kind of thought so too. There were a lot of um, a lot of cliches. There are two. I have some clarifiers. Do we want to do... Oh, wait, well, we got to guess first, right? Yeah, guess and then clarify. All right, I'm going to guess yes, even though I really kind of don't think yes, but I want to be an optimistic person. <laughs> hmm, I'm just wondering about this clarifier of, like, the engines don't work, the weapons <laughs> don't work. That's oh, tough, yeah. That's well, I'm tough. sure we'll get there. Communication doesn't work. Oof. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm still a... Uh, I mean, I'm a maybe. Maybe since Chelsea said yes, so I'll say no, just to cover the just spread. Just to throw it in. All right. Um, yeah, my clarifiers are weapons don't work, communicators don't work. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yep, yep, they yep. don't have access to that. The communicator, well, like the communication systems don't work. Right. Which I would, I think for this, I would include uh, that. That's yeah. definitely true. Okay. I mean, let me devil's advocate. I, I think I'm with you, but it doesn't work for them, but it's still working. It's Empire still working, but they can't use it. They can't though. use yeah. it, which is the like, spirit the of the square. The crew can't use it. Right. Yeah. Which I and feel I think like... that's the same as like if they're on a planet and they still work, but somebody has like a force shield up. Right. Yeah. Or okay. something. Yeah. Okay. Like a someone. dampener. And, right. And then weapons don't work. Do they ever get a phaser? No, there's no phasers, but the ship is firing and like they have so, no. Yeah. So like. But they never try to press a button that says fire weapons and then it doesn't work. They never try That's that. That's true. They try to stop them. They try what? to um, they try to run the engines and they say this won't work. They try to do the communications and they say this won't work. But there's never anything outside of the ship they're trying to shoot that they can't. Well, so and when would... they are trying, like when the machine kills the red shirt, they're still not even hitting the machine with a weapon, right? Or what are they trying to do? Unplug it, essentially? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. It's okay. like a big, giant, comical plug in the wall. Yeah. That's um, true. That they yeah, so I, would, I think I would say engines don't work, communications don't work, but that weapons don't work, they never try to get them to work. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, that's fine with me. Um, and then I couldn't remember, I realized this morning that I never kind of, was there a bridge shake? I don't remember. I don't think. It I might be a bridge tremble, because they do get hit once. With oh like yeah yeah no no there was they get hit and then they kind of roll power or something yeah okay i'm fine that's fine i just i realized did it i was shake, like oh because they had deflectors up yeah. and they got hit by like they definitely very wobbled weak... yeah but i don't know if it was a, like a true bridge shake well if it makes us win bingo it definitely is a bridge shake. if it makes <laughs> us win bingo then we're gonna have to go back and look at it so. <laughs> <laughs> all right well um it didn't make us win big. No, we didn't. We didn't get. We are like two away, like seven ways. Like it's really, it's kind of upsetting. Like how how oh, much? Wow, like, yeah, we are. Like there's a whole bunch. Like I mean, there's Fox is illogical and fascinating. Yeah. Bones drinks, red shirt dies, um, the recurring actor Vulcan neck pinch, ancient Earth histories reference. There's a captain's log. Um, and then there's no Kirk speech square on here, though. I would say uh, there is a Kirk uh, speech definitely, like yeah. at oh, least yeah. twice. Um, no, he has some good. So ones. like, yeah. So there's there's a bunch of stuff. What do we need? Um, uh, we needed a whole like there, literally. Let's see, one, two, three, four. There's four different ways we needed two squares. So like, there's a like we needed stuff, but it, yeah. Um, but there's a whole bunch in this one. They just didn't work out on the sheet. Didn't work Shucks. out. We were so close. 
Yep, and they don't say three to beam up because no one beams anywhere. Oh, yeah, that's worth saying. It's, uh, what's, what are those episodes called where they're all in the ship? Bottle episodes? Yeah. That's yeah. it. It's a bottle mm-hmm. episode. Yep. They don't, yeah, I don't think they even go into the Starbase. Like, they just talk about it. They show it. I don't think they go to the Starbase. No, they come to, no. They're come, somebody comes to them. Yeah, and you see the other ship, but the other ship is just the Enterprise. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. talk about the landing party, but then they never show them doing anything. They, I think but I think that's just a test. They aren't is ever actually going to send yeah. a landing party. They're just like, okay, you run across this planet. What do you do? Yeah, so, that's fair. Yeah. Anyway, well, that was that episode. Uh, shall we see what we were watching oh, next Oh, we time shall around? definitely see. <coughs> Ooh, Oxford. the hat. You know, we've got a lot of uh, good episodes. I was just kind of skimming through them. We still have a lot of good episodes We left. still have some good episodes left and some terrible episodes But left. I'm yeah. still hoping for Spock's brain. Yeah, I mean, once, uh, yeah, Spock's brain, come on. <laughs> That'd be great. Well, we we don't get Spock's brain. Uh, but we are going back to season one. Ooh. And we are going to uh, meet Henry Mudd for the first time. Oh, hey. yes. With Mudd's women. The Enterprise picks up untrustworthy entrepreneur Harry Mudd, accompanied by three beautiful women who immediately put a spell on all the male crew members. Yeah. So I am really glad we're watching this one first and we're not watching the season two one with Harry Mudd. Yeah, the iMud first because this makes more sense this way. (laughs) It sure does, for sure. So, yeah. So, um... I actually kind of like Harry Mud, so I'm I'm looking forward yeah. to this one. <laughs> I wish there were more Harry Mud episodes. Yeah, I kind of I kind of enjoy him. He's he's a rapscallion. Well, there's one on TAS <laughs> too, which I still think we should watch later. I wish that um oh what, what is the um the guy who sells the tribbles um oh yeah uh, Erasmus Jones or yeah along those you lines. want them to get together and yeah I wish that there was an episode where <laughs> both of them comedy. showed up. Um, we're, we're, no, where they were like tr- both trying to like compete for a contract or something. Oh, that would be, that would be. Incredible. I would watch that a hundred percent. That, that would be, be pretty episode. great. All right. Well, listeners, don't forget you can follow us on your social media of choice. We hang out the most on Facebook and Instagram and then, um, email us info at three to beam up.com and we will see you next time when we will be, uh, watching the rapscallion Harry Mudd and Mudd's Women.